0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 83. We'll be answering questions from around the Star Wars Commonwealth. I'm one of your hosts, Tim.
1: I'm Troy from 616.
0: And I'm Sanjay.
1: From? What planet are you ripping? Earth 2? Earth 1? I don't, I don't know. Come Rebirth on. what? Go on, DC? What? What's it? going on? Go on DC? I don't know. What, what, what's the planet? Huh.
0: All right guys, we're flipping the switch here. <laughs> I'm so confused. We're doing something a little different. <laughs> we're going to slap an explicit tag on this episode. We're going live here with questions. So we, can we can swear. We can swear. We can do whatever the fuck we want.
2: <laughs> oh whoa whoa. We never told me they're swearing. I have a certain decorum here. And if there's going to be swearing, then I'm getting the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> now let's not abuse this power. <laughs> Just hashtags <something laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> make a comic book here. Yeah. We're going
0: to take a, a shot at something different here this week. We haven't really ever done kind of an off-the-cuff questions episode. We're going to kind of free flow through this without really much structure. Uh, we talked to some of the guys over the Commonwealth, and we said, throw us a couple questions. We, we kind of just want to do something a little different. And, uh, of course, our luck's is going to be when this episode drops yeah. in two weeks from now. I'm sure at shit. That the Infinity War trailer is going to drop.
2: Oh yeah. Something huge, right? Yeah. And we're like... gonna be
0: like, oh, I guess we should probably talk about that. <laughs> but no, we're gonna we're gonna do this differently. We're gonna we're gonna take some questions here. Uh some of the guys from over at Gen X and Tumbling Cyber threw us some questions, and we are just gonna kind of candidly go at this. And I'm hoping that at the other side of this we get something that's a bit more lighthearted and something that kind of maybe introduces the listeners a little bit more to our lighter side, as well as some of the questions in here kind of shed some light on us personally. Which is another good thing I think here. And I got one at the end here if we have time that I want to throw your guys away. Just to just to see a little Star Wars yeah. question here. See if
1: you're a scroll. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Really you. yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Shit, they caught me. <laughs> First question. Sanjay. Right. Let's do this. Please recite yes. the opening crawl to a new hope.
2: Okay. I got this. <clears throat>
0: a long time ago. In a
2: galaxy far, far away. I'm going to stop you right there. Because <laughs> you're not getting any further. <laughs> they lived a boy. And a girl. And they were brother and sister. But they kissed. <laughs> so, is this, I
0: want to tell a quick story before we get going here. So on the Talk Stores VIP Facebook page, one of the guys, I can't remember, someone posted it. But basically he played it off like a confession. And he goes, guys, I didn't know if I wanted to tell you all this, but... You know, from from birth, you know, I heard my mom was a hottie, and I had a real attraction when I was in my teenage years to my sister. And he's going on and on about this stuff, like telling the story of, yeah. if you want to look at it from that perspective yeah. of a new home. part of you. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And he's going on and on and on eventually, and then he gets to the end, and then like how his, as he didn't know his dad and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, like, what, what? is... What, like, what is... This is a Star Wars group. Yeah. What is happening? And, like, all this ancestral talk and all this, I'm like, okay, this is a little much for me. Like, I <laughs> got it. halfway through it. And then I open it up, and then he keep going down, and eventually it goes... And then my father was Darth Vader. Uh, and I was like, okay, oh. And all I text was, do like this is happening on, oh, the, <laughs> like on the facebook yeah. page
2: tim was just about writing his angry email response like let's keep this about star wars people <laughs> like no incest talk that's in the inc- incest podcast forum <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> 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 you know it's out there okay someone's gotta take
0: the internet away from this He's out there yet. somewhere he's going got brothers <laughs> all right enough of that <laughs> talk. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into our first question here. This comes from Rob over at Generation X-Wing podcast. You can get him at Gen X-Wing on Twitter. These guys are killing it every Wednesday. They drop a podcast talking Star Wars and pop culture. And I have to throw this out here from a person that edits a podcast almost on a weekly basis. I appreciate the time and effort that goes into a podcast, but Rob goes next level with his editing. He throws in Little clips yeah. that are relevant wow. to the conversations, right. music. The applause. All, yes, yeah. he is good. Yes. Solid <laughs> And work. like, it takes me a couple hours to edit our podcast, and I just don't have time to do that. Like the 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 quality and the time and effort that he is able to capture with his podcast, incredible. So make right. sure you go check out Generation X Wing. But the question he threw at us, this is a couple of part question, so I'm going to kind of break it up as we go. He wants to know the origin story for the Nerd Room podcast and how we learn to podcast Uh, (laughs) how we learn i'm still learning i said this is a a, very iterative process (laughs) how not to scream into the microphone on a weekly basis no i still
1: do it life's frozen in time and this guy was possessed by a god well you know assembled
2: You must have heard from my uh, former girlfriend's Troy. Oh, I was possessed geez. by a god. Jesus. <laughs> Scratch that. <Yeah. laughs> this is big fat
0: explicit tag on there. I'm not editing anything. <laughs> all right. Origin story. Like all good podcasts, we have an origin story. Like all good comic book movies, we're going to start. And then once we get to a point, maybe another 80 or so episodes down the road, we're going to reboot and retell the origin story Episode in a one. dramatic fashion. Let's yes. redo it. Weird yeah. Room, rebirth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually an interesting story because when we entered into the Stars Commonwealth and when we kind of got to our year anniversary episode and we kind of tried to really kind of commit to this um, unfortunately Sanjay you had you know baby coming you're studying yeah. for your exams so you had to pull back from this that's right and so unless people have gone back and listened to our early early episodes there's at least not a lot of knowledge that Sanjay was one of the founders and so we... Sanjay and I kind of cooked this up quite a while ago. We used to take walks to the comic book shop together. Sounds so romantic. It does. We'd, We'd have on picnics beaches.
2: on the beach, yeah.
0: Well, in the winter, whatever, summer, whatever, raining, pouring, we used to always go to comic book shops. And... Or comic book shop. And so as we went there and actually... You go back another step. Sanjay <laughs> and I actually met through our Love of Comic Books. That's right. Yeah, through a One mutual friend. night. Yeah, and someone was like, hey, he likes DC, you like Marvel. And then it was fighting ever since. But... Well, what happened was, so I had a little bit too much to drink that night, and my buddy who knew Tim, he left his
2: phone out. So I stole his phone and I looked for Tim and I knew his name was Tim and I just texted him something like Superman could beat up Thor or something, just to, you know, rile him oh, up. Shoot. Just you know, just to get the feathers ruffled. And I think he wrote back and then we started talking, and then I sent him a picture, and then he sent me a picture. swiped <laughs> left.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that because yeah, even before the podcast and all that, Sanjay and I actually became friends over text message. Like That's I had never right. met Sanjay. And I was texted. expecting
2: you to be like some complete stranger that would just like kill me or something. Yeah. You, know, you always hear those <laughs> Come stories. <over> here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so weird. so we used to do all these like go to the comic book shop, shoot the shit about comic books all the time over text and all that. And Sanjay's cousin, Baron who is at the Delayed Offside podcast. That's right. Uh, and it kind of inspired Sanjay. And yeah. and so they got going with that. And you're like, ah, I really want to do a podcast. And I started thinking at that time, I was starting to listen to a lot of podcasts. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's, let's give it a shot. So you went out and bought Sanjay. A hundred dollar condenser microphone, like a single one. Yeah. That the three of us used up <laughs> yeah. until almost episode fifty. It's crazy. And it was just one microphone in the middle of the room. You remember that? That's crazy. Three yeah. of us oh, sitting yeah. in a row. We even had four
2: one time when Baron was yeah. here. that's
0: right. Four people. Yeah, our first guest. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of how it started. We got going. We got through a few couple episodes, and we actually didn't even post to like the nerd room was the name of the podcast. Yeah. But it actually wasn't. The site we were posting to. No. We were doing, because you had started a few other kind of podcast ventures there. Yeah. And we were posting to your 1912. That's right. Yeah. Podbean site.
2: The only reason why I still have that is because that's connected to my San Diego Comic Con ID. And so because I'm a guest and I went this year, my chances of going again next year have increased. So I got to keep that stupid email address around. <laughs> yeah. So
0: 1912 entertainment, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. So we had posted our first four episodes, I think, to that. And then we pulled them off and put it onto the Nerd Room Podbean page and then upload everything to iTunes and then it kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. And don't really go back and listen to those first ones. They're not <laughs> super stellar. It was like Learning. issue one, issue two, issue three. Yeah. 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 Learning.
2: I mean, some of the stuff we tried to like do on those. There was fun though.
0: Like you experiment with your voice and, yeah. and like, you need those first few episodes. And we always said, we'll do 10 episodes and see if we like it. Yeah. And that's when we brought Troy in. Was I think episode four or episode six? Maybe episode six. Yeah. Yeah. So Troy's kind of like the Captain America to our Avengers story. That's right. Is that he is a founding member, but he came in a couple episodes later on. He came on as a guest at first. Right. Yeah. um, Just to talk Star Wars. Wars. Oh, yeah. And then I think the next episode or two, you were full time, I think by episode eight. Right. Yeah, So yeah. Episode, I think it was episode six, you yeah. came in yeah. and episode eight, you were full time. And then we kind of did the trio from there. Crazy. And then I, at first it was like you and I would do a week and then Sanjay and I would do a week. Yeah. And then eventually we started doing them all together. Right. Cause That's people right. started
1: thinking like, is Sanjay and Troy the same person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My yeah. alter yeah. ego. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we had a vote whether to keep Troy. I
2: voted to, you know, punt him and tim voted to keep him unfortunately because only two of us voted
0: we decided to keep him yeah so <laughs> it was that, a close vote that, that's kind of how it all materialized it was just an idea yeah. and we started going at it and we liked it and then we brought troy in and it got better yeah so like let's keep going with this and then we always made that commitment right we said we're gonna do this until it's not fun anymore yeah, yeah. we want this to be something that we can do every week enjoy it we we don't have A ton of friends, as I think people find with comic books and all that, you don't always have a ton of friends that will sit down and talk almost ad nauseum about this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And having two guys you can sit across from every day or every day, every week and discuss these things with is awesome. It's a great outlet and I absolutely love it. And that's the thing we said. It's we'll do it until we hate it. We do it until it's not fun anymore or it feels like work. And then we said to ourselves, we'll get to one year, which I think we started in December of 2015, right before The Force Awakens. That's right, yeah. We said, we'll get to one year and we'll reevaluate at that point. We'll see if we want to dump a little money into equipment and Mm -hmm. what we want to do as far as intros and music and all this and try to revamp this thing. This is why you hear us on the at some points refer to phase one, phase two, and this is kind of our way of getting through the different steps. We've kind of laid this out and we've got different kind of key goals or milestones that we wanted to get to. and. 50 or 52 episodes was one of them. That's right. when we made the decision. All right, let's upgrade the equipment. Right. And then also let's kind of explore our options with the podcast network. I had at that point been listening to Talk Star Wars and Tumbling Saber and Generation X-Wing for a little while. And they had started up this Star Wars Commonwealth podcast network. We put some feelers out there and got an idea of what this, this podcast network was about. Cause we're still at this point fairly fresh, right? Yep. And you look at Potter Family that's on Twitter all the time. And what we're looking for was something with really good podcasts, great people, as well as a smaller community that we could be a part of and help build up. And I think that's really worked well with the Commonwealth. And that's really how we heard about it was through the individual podcasts and listening to them and having that, that same love and admiration for Star Wars and podcasting. Right. And so we I think we joined up in I think about a year later in December of last year, 2016. Yeah. And it's been there it's been awesome. ever since. Yeah, right. oh yeah. yeah. So from, from your guys' perspective, like how's it been over the last almost two years? Which awesome is been awesome. This has been like
1: community building, right? Yeah. It's 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 been so great and my, and just being able to listen to these other podcasts out there that have the same passion for, for Star Wars or just just entertainment and just pop culture in general. Has been fantastic, and you know, you, you you learn a lot from listening to these other guys too, right? So it's just been a big learning experience, and you, you just stay hungry constantly. I mean, I, I love this. I love doing this all the time. I love being able to talk Star Wars and DC and Marvel, all that good stuff with you guys, and I love hearing other people's point of views. and And, and this is such a fun experience right now. What we're doing is is questions, because I, I always love answering some people's questions, and I want to like give more questions or ask more questions to these other Commonwealth members, because uh, man, I just love to know what's ticking and how it <laughs> works. So um yeah, this has just been a great experience all around.
2: Yeah, no, I would totally have to agree with that. Um, I didn't even know where we were going to take this when we started this. And, you know, I've had so much fun doing this. And I think, you know, the people that enjoy this the most are probably our wives because now like, I don't just talk constantly to my wife about <laughs> comic book stuff where she does, she could care less about. I can actually go over here and talk to you guys about it. So that's kind of nice. And uh, yeah, it's nice building the community. I mean, you send a tweet out and then you see someone else on the Commonwealth like, like it or ask you a question. You're like, oh, that's cool. Like I didn't even think anyone actually read my Twitter. So like that was the no. eye
0: opener for yeah. me. It's a great community to be a part of. Like mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Like it's, I talk to my wife all the time about these guys from the Commonwealth, Mark or Kyle or whomever, Corey, yeah. and people like i've never met but i i talk to them more than i talk to some of my friends that i've known my whole life yeah like almost on a daily basis which is it's really cool it's a really cool way to foster communities through the love and passion of something like star wars for sure and being a part of it it's it's fantastic it
1: binds us all together yeah for sure
0: sanjay um listening to tumbling saber this week james one of their one of their hosts has unfortunately had to step back because of life commitments and all that and one thing I wanted you to share here with our kind of our origin story in our podcast is you taking a bit of a step back and then coming back in a big way. Yeah. Because when you step back, it's when we're kind of making the decisions as to where we wanna take this. And because of what you had going on in your life, it was just too much, right? Mm-hmm. It's committing to a couple hours a week and then this and that and the other thing, right? And then you took about four months off, right? Yeah. It was just five months off. Yeah. And you came back for a couple of reviews, and then it was just like, boom, here we go. <laughs> I just, can you give a little insight just as to your decision to leave and as well as your decision to come back? Yeah, no, that's
2: a good question. Uh, so my wife and I just had a baby at that time and I was studying for my CFA exam, which if anyone's taken it or known anyone who's taken it, it's pretty much takes up your entire life. Uh, it's a lot of studying, add into that a new baby. So I didn't have a lot of spare time on my hands. And, you know, I didn't really want to be flaky for these guys, you know, show up and then not show up for two months and then show up again and then not show up, again. you know. So I was like, that's not fair to them, you know, maybe they could find a third amigo or yeah, maybe they could find like a third uh, musketeer to join their podcast. And I didn't really want to hold them back. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to step away and I'll still listen to the podcast. And I did listen to it while I was uh, at work or Thank on- you, <laughs> I stopped listening now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen at all. Yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I still listen. And I was like, yeah, like I really enjoyed listening to you guys talk. And I was like, Yeah, you know, and then um, I was like, we're talking to Tim, and then I can't remember what movie came out. I can't remember, but I was like, yeah, like, I'd like to... It was Logan. It might have been Logan, and I was like... It's like like
0: the first comic book movie of the year.
2: Yeah, and I was like, I really like this, and I was like, I really want to talk about this, and you know give my thoughts and I was like, okay, let's do it. Cause I think it was just after, yeah, it was just after you guys did your like top 10 movies of that year. Yeah. Like the yeah. wrap
0: up episodes for the year. Yeah,
2: exactly. Now. And I was like, Oh, I really had fun doing that for 2015. I was like, I miss that. Like, I really wanted to do that for 2016, but then you guys started your most anticipated list. And I think that's the first episode that I came yes, back. That's, that's right. Yeah yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, like, so I can show my favorite for 2017. And then, you know, I just had such a good time and I had so much fun. I was like, I gotta do this again, and then I think I like waited a bit, you know, let my life settle, and then did Logan review, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then after that, it was just after every it was every week things started settling down at home, and I had more uh, free time on my hands. So I'm like, yeah, let's just you know, I I had fun, and I still have fun. So I was like, let's just do this, and so I was really glad that I was able to uh, come out and uh, be. I would, semi i guess i'd come out and be a regular uh, yeah the Trinity again, uh, yeah, yeah, we're back. Yeah. Back again. <laughs> yeah so thanks for having me back guys i mean i know you guys voted to keep me and i appreciate that troy even after i tried to evict you we should have like a big brother episode where like, <laughs> yeah. we like do compete yeah
0: <laughs> well we're glad to have you back here man and yeah. the last thing i want to touch on as far as our origin story is the name yeah. You, know, so you always hear different podcasts and you're like yeah that's kind of a cool name one where they came up with that and so the nerd room it's it doesn't always roll off the tongue but it's more about and as always was this idea of having this place to come and discuss comic books collecting whatever and everyone has a nerd room it's kind of like that idea that this is a place that could be anywhere and that's kind of the idea behind the name is that wherever you are there's always a nerd room when you're with your boys with your with your the, your friends that collect that love comic books and all that you can always have that in a house in a place no matter where it is it's in your basement in a yeah. room in your garage wherever everyone's got a nerd room to degree yes. some people call it man caves whatever oh, yeah. we call yeah. it nerd rooms yeah. and it was what is actually my wife that originally called my first when we lived in our old house my first room is this really tiny room that i had packed full of all my stuff and this was the first time in my life I had a dedicated room <laughs> to all of my nerd collection, to my Star Wars and Marvel and all that. It's funny because being a nerd hasn't always been the easiest thing for me. Yeah. And I've, I've often, even from some of my really good friends, some guys that were my wedding party, I was actually talking to a uh, buddy about this not too long ago, was that I kind of hid this for a long time, who exactly I was, like that I loved this stuff. So everything was in bins and closets. Yeah. Once in a while would come out, but I really wouldn't release it until I had this room. But then my wife, she's like, "This is really cool. You gotta show people." And so it was always really awkward for me at first showing people, being like, "Oh, hey, why don't you come up?" And people come in, they're like, "I don't really get this. Why you have toys on the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like why? Like, I, like, why do you have this Star Wars thing? It's yeah. Like, this
2: is not even open. It just opens it yeah. up. You're like, no. What are, you doing? what are you doing?
0: So my wife." coined the term the nerd room at least from our i'm sure other people have but from my perspective and said no why don't you guys go up and see the nerd room and slowly i became very comfortable with it nice. having nice. that space having that room and people coming in after that initial like well, why do you have toys in the wall?" people are like this is actually kind of cool right? like yeah. i wish i had something like this and it kind of just rolled from there the idea of the nerd room and when we first started up the podcast we we're like yeah that makes sense this is something totally. that everyone can relate to Right. And then the nerd one was born. Boom.
2: Boom. Origin story right there. Yeah. I like Written. that. I didn't I don't think I've even heard that story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just how it is. Yeah. yeah. So let's throw let's ask answer this one last little bit of Rob's question here. How did you learn to podcast? I know we said it's kind of an iterative thing and something we go back to, but maybe throw out one thing that you do maybe weekly or bi weekly or bi-monthly or something like that okay. that helps you kind of refine your podcasting techniques
2: all right so what i did was when i was starting to podcast i thought i have to think like them so what i did was i sold my world possessions and i traveled <laughs> to tibet and then i got put in jail on purpose so i could learn to think like podcasters okay, <laughs> bruce wayne <laughs> fake this man origin death. story sounds no, <laughs> no 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 i swear this is totally original no one's ever done this before <laughs> Then I sold my multi-billion dollar company. No, um, honestly, how did I learn to podcast? I just kind of, whenever I podcast, I just try to think of it like a conversation and just try to talk to you two knuckleheads. (laughs) I'm bringing that term back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I just try to talk to you guys and that's pretty much what I do is just consider this one big conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same. I try and keep it just like, you know, a conversation amongst friends and uh, sports talk I like a lot of uh, first take you know so those guys do speak a little faster which you you notice I like flash I kind of zoom through well, hopefully things. you don't zoom through on your wedding night. Well, maybe I, will. <laughs> <laughs> well I guess this airs after your wedding yeah. night, so. I hope you didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's basically it. And, I, and I'm still learning. I'm not a pro by any means. So, you know, every, every day or every week, at least, we come out here and, uh, you know, yeah. I listen to a lot of the Commonwealth too. I yeah. learned a lot from, uh, from you guys. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Exactly.
0: I think revisiting yourself sometimes i listen to our podcast yeah after editing it for several hours right. i'll go back and re-listen to it maybe not right away but just kind of like it helps you refine and you pick up on words that you say a lot like yeah. like or you know or um and stuff and you try to cut back on all that yes i think it's important to kind of revisit things that you you've done just to try to help yourself improve absolutely so, yeah. yeah Yeah, but i think that's another thing that i wanted to say there doesn't matter no you didn't <laughs> no I didn't Force joke <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you very much Rob for that question I hope that gives you a little bit of insight as to the origin of the Nerd Room podcast and a little bit about how we fell into ranks with the Stars Commonwealth that's right so and make sure you go listen to the Stars Commonwealth when we're talking about them we've got Generation X-Wing yeah Talk Star Wars Tumbling Saber yeah. Rogue Squadron origin. yep Scott for podcasts yeah. and our newest member, San Diego Sabres Podcast. That's
2: <laughs> right. We're going to have to
0: hit him up when we go to San Diego Comic Con
2: next, next year. year. That's right. What's nice. your
1: choice of weapon?
2: Oh, easily my choice of weapon is the Darth Maul double
1: edged lightsaber. Nice, nice. Tim, what are you rocking?
0: I'm loving the Ahsoka Tana,
1: double lightsaber. Ooh, with like the cuff, the yeah.
0: What's Yeah, what's the, the guys at San Diego Sabers gonna kill us here, but what's her pose?
1: <laughs> I love that. Like, I, I, they're saying it's like the f- uh, form four or five, I think they're saying. it's like the reverse oh, sh-
0: lightsabers.
1: Yeah, oh, so you know what they're saying that's what they think race form is. Yeah. I thought race form looked very reminiscent of Starkiller from the Force Unleashed. Yeah and Force Unleashed 2, but I don't know exactly the form of hers.
0: I just like the is. idea of two lightsabers,
1: two lightsabers, but that she holds them backwards. Yeah, that's They're awesome. They're not
0: up. Like, I love that That's look. so cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, well After reading the Vader comic, I'm totally going after Vader's lightsaber. Yeah. And the way he achieves this thing, most ah, impressive. Awesome. So, yeah.
0: All right, guys. Our next question comes from Kyle at the Tumbling Saber. What up, Kyle? Yeah, you can catch them K-Dug. on Twitter, uh, the Tumbling Saber. And he writes, hey, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, I hope all is well. Mm. No, (laughs) not right yet. (laughs) Most of us read comic books for the fun of it. Of course. But I'm equally sure we like knowing that our 22 page book carries significant dollar value. So my question to you guys, one, what is your most valuable comic? And two, which comic holds the most sentimental value there's a third part to this which we will get into but let's kick it off with those first two questions
2: um i don't really have too many super valuable comics most of the comics that i do collect are from the 80s 90s and 2000s and today so they're not super rare Uh, my most valuable comic i think would be batman number one from the new 52 run nice um i think that thing's gone up in value quite a bit um it was such a good run from scott snyder other Great than Gray Capullo, Greg Capullo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, besides that, I think I got like a Justice League issue, which the movie is supposed to be based on, from the '70s, I believe. So that one may have some value. Um, uh, I don't really know. I don't really price them, but I guess if I had a gun to my head or a proverbial gun to my head, um, those would be my two. Uh, my sentimental comic would definitely be Justice League number one from the New 52 run. It was the first comic I ever purchased as an adult and the first comic I ever read um and it's kind of got me my love of comic book reading I just love that issue number one uh it just hooked me and it had some great interaction between Batman and Green Lantern and Superman shows up at the end and I remember just the first time I opened that thing up and reading it f- for the first time and reading a comic book because I was so excited for this new 52 relaunch um and just, like, giving it a go and just being like, yep, they've hooked me. By the end, by halfway through, I was like, yep, they've got me for life now. Like, there's no turning back. And <laughs> fortunately, I read the book so many times. I think there's, like, a little small tear on the cover. But, no. yeah, whatever. I got the trade now so I can read that ad nauseum. What
1: about you guys? Uh, most valuable is my... I guess it is. I don't know what's priced at. I think it must be decent, but it's X Men number one, but oh. not not the old old one. This is ninety one run yeah. with uh Chris Chris, uh, Chris Claremont. And uh, Jim Lee on the art oh. This is like a 48, 50 page book uh, When you open up the cover It has like a dual spread um, If you guys are familiar with this Just just Google it It's a pretty iconic cover But it's it's awesome man It's it's It, it packs a punch I'll give
2: you two bucks for it uh, No
1: <laughs> <laughs> Two bucks to U.S. Uh, most US uh, Most most closest to me though Would have to be um, The Back in Black Spider-Man run uh, Took place just after Civil War um, my fiancé, girlfriend at the time, uh, sent it to me from Queens. Your wife as his podcast my, my, Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So my wife, yeah, let me, let me change that. <laughs> How quickly he forgets. He's not even wearing his breading ring today. Yeah, so uh, she sent that to me from school, and this this was awesome. Like I never had the presentation of like a, a story arc, and it was like a four or five issue run of Spider-Man, which was really cool, because at the time, we had the Sam Raimi Spider-Man film out, and everybody knew Spider-Man was pretty, like, you know lighthearted and heroic but they didn't really see the darker side and we do remember having Spider-Man in the black suit but in the comics he never really was bad in the black suit except when we got the cartoon but this one here really took advantage of his his darker suit and this guy goes into a prison cell he smacks up and nearly beats to death the kingpin like Spider-Man is a bad bad dude in this run and he's he's at the point of killing people you know for his edge so this is this really changed my mind on the character and made me love the character even more and um, I still go back to this once a year and read this this issue so uh, Spider-Man back in black for sure
2: I gotta ask what made you become like? What made you decide Spider Man was your guy? Like, what was it about him that made him your favorite?
1: It's hard. I think it's always kind of been there. as As a kid, you know, I, you always had the '60s Spider Man cartoon in the yeah. background, and obviously, you know, I'm a kid of the '80s, but I grew up in the '90s, and we had the Fox Kids Spider Man, so good, which was just huge. Um, so that was that's a big, big influence on me. And then, um, yeah, getting the comic book like that from from my wife just really got me into the comics for sure. My my mom even bought me, um. A Spider-Man comic when he meets uh, President Obama at the time, oh, which kind cool. oh, nice. yeah, of cool. That's nice. Good Yeah, and I, I got that one too. I think it's like issue five sixty one or something or another like that. So I got that issue too. I got two of those, Ashley. So nice. um, yeah, I just totally love this character, big time. Okay, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, my. Most valuable and most sentimental are one in the same Comp.
2: Oh, yeah. look at that. I think dude. I know what it is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah.
0: It's up here in, in a glass oh, case. Yeah. <laughs> so on my wedding day, I, my wife and I exchange presents, oh, yeah. as you do. I get her, I think, a, a nice diamond necklace and that. And my best man, he came over to me and presented this present to me. So I open this up in front of all my buddies, like my best buddies, my groomsmen. And I crank out an Avengers number one. Ooh. cgc graded at it's a 4.5 but still this book i looked at it and i was like
2: what, what? the fuck is that? <laughs> just like, runs
0: to the altar i do i do i
2: do <laughs> yeah so
0: she gave me an avengers number one like from 1963 this is the first appearance of the avengers this book is everything to me this right. is worth like well, it's worth two thousand bucks now right. This,
1: yeah. is, this is uh Kirby obviously then this is Stanley, Stanley. And Jack Kirby man yeah, and this is exactly. like yeah. the, the first
0: 1963 wow. the first team up this is the Loki Hulk fight yeah, and, uh, yeah. this is so not only is that like my most valuable comic and it, it really had just big sentimental impact on me because this is something that was given to me on my wedding day by my wife and it's really important like this is the one comic book that or one of the few that I have slabbed yeah. and it's also in a protective glass frame on the wall here yeah and i absolutely love it like avengers like even from before then the avengers from the movie mm-hmm. 2012 were that's my favorite team like that was the caps my dude mm-hmm. but the avengers i love the idea of a crossover of a yeah. team up yeah and this book speaks volumes for that as well as i have this like connection to it forever yeah so not only does that carry like this is the first avengers book but this is the first big huge expensive comic book and still to this day, really, the most expensive comic book I own. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely love it. I would not trade this for anything in the world. No. Like, no. because of the connection I have to it and yeah. because it's Avengers number one. So oh. that was, that's that's mine. That's, I, man, incredible. That's a great question. <laughs> it's incredible. You know,
2: yeah. your wife texted me about that maybe like yeah. a month before your wedding. She was like, you know, I'm thinking of getting Tim Avengers number one. And I was like, oh, my God, that's such a good idea. Like, you should definitely do it. And so she would send me some stuff. She's like, I saw this online. Like, this graded this. What does that mean? Like, and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, let's get this. Like, this looks good. I was like, Tim doesn't really want Avengers. What you really have to get him is Justice League number one. <laughs> okay, like, he may say he likes Avengers,
0: but truth be told. Imagine. It's only a facade.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he mentioned, and he also said you he, he should give it to me. Yeah. Uh, Just to know. hold on to. Yeah. 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 Forever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Second part of that question. Kyle wants to know what makes a modern comic book valuable. Is it the same thing as always? Is that rarity, a first issue, first appearance? Is it signed and slabbed? Is it a variant cover? And he explicitly says here, tell me. <laughs> 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 he also says, can't wait here. Thoughts. Cheers. Kyle, the tumbling wow. saber. Wow. So from your perspective, Sanjay, what makes a modern comic book valuable and we're gonna say modern we're gonna say about post 2000-ish um, We'll come out of the 90s
2: Yeah I think there's several things that make a modern comic valuable I think uh, back in the day you know there was only limited number of comic books that got released so if you picked up like one of them chances are, 20 years from now, it might be worth money. You know, like you picked up something from the 60s, chances are it's worth money today, no matter what it is. You know, it could be something as stupid as Marmaduke or as important as the Brave and the Bold uh, Justice League, number one.
0: But uh, you that's know... always sounded like a soap opera. Oh,
2: it? the Brave and the Bold? The uh, yeah, 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 you know. totally, totally. Um, but uh, nowadays, you know, there's so many comic books, and now collectors know that these things could be worth money so they actually take care of them as opposed to the past when kids would just riffle them up and then that's why they became valuable i think to me what makes the comic the most valuable is things that aren't um, in high demand right now but in the future will be yeah which is a hard game to play i mean the best example i can come up with is the walking dead that tv show has taken off more than we could have ever imagined and you know they released a comic book i think issue one was black and white limited run maybe oh yeah that's right but like i think like they started black and white because they couldn't afford to do color and they just decided to carry it through um so um maybe a thousand issues number one nowadays that came out less than what 15 years ago now you can get copies over 500 bucks 600 bucks same thing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Issue one yeah. came out. No one really gave a shit about it. They made a kid's cartoon. Everyone went ape shit about it. Now number one is so hard to find. I don't even know. It's in the thousands, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you're hitting on a, an interesting point there because it's the influence of other media that's made not only rare, but also valuable. That's right. Yeah. Like You look at the influence of the movies now. The TV shows, like how much is Guardians of the Galaxy 2008 number one worth? Their first okay. appearance is in Annihilation Conquest. I bought both of those books for about eight bucks a piece and now worth well over a hundred. That's crazy. And yeah, I wonder what Civil War did then. Civil War, they all jumped up at 10, 15 bucks. Oh, okay. Uh, not too much. but Because yeah. you have to look back too, like another point that you hit on was the idea of short print runs. Yeah. Like when Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2008. <clears throat> It was a cosmic run. People really didn't know the characters. It was popular enough, but it only got a 25-issue run, so it wasn't that popular. Maybe two years out of it, right? Yeah. And it got a few events, but it ended in a short run with a short print volume, and now you have these movies that have blown up, and now it's really hard to get these. So one thing that makes comic books today valuable is rarity due to short print runs as well as movie iterations of these characters yeah. you look at even i think it's avengers geez what is it one two, had, it's the first appearance of nebula i can't remember what it's oh, 247 yeah. maybe and i got that for two bucks now it goes for like 20 30 bucks that's crazy because it's it's an avengers book first appearance in nebula she right. showed yeah. up in the guardians movie yeah so when you look down the line at movies coming like look at captain marvel right. her books are exploding and you look at again there's another character that has Numerous volumes over the last couple of years, short print runs, and the issue, I think it's issue 14 in one of the volumes, was the first introduction of Camilla Khan. That book is worth a fortune now. Oh, out. yeah. Absolute right. fortune, but really? short print run, new character, first appearance. Yeah. So it is going back to that old kind of adage that rarer first appearances and maybe not so much first issues are what make comic books valuable as well as the movies
1: yeah the tv
0: yeah. shows whatever's coming up first appearance of jessica jones i'm sure is worth a fortune mm-hmm. now and all that right mm-hmm. that run by brian michael bendis oh yeah so it's kind of if you if you're looking for and i don't think everyone you can't really go into to comic books looking to make money a quick buck yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is not gonna happen <clears throat> yeah. it's tough you got to
2: have a what's it called time machine yeah
0: mm-hmm. sometimes you get lucky though you're reading a run like i was reading that uh, the Iron Man, Invincible Iron Man, yeah. and Riri Williams
1: it was introduced. To yes, yeah. look
0: at the the Star Wars run, Doctor Aphra. Yeah, that's going to be worth a fortune For someday sure. because, albeit anything with Star Wars is going to be worth money, yeah. but high print runs. But at the same time, if you're so happy to get that issue, you can't get that issue now. Yeah, that first appearance of Doctor Aphra, I think it's eight or six or something like that. That's right. That new Star Wars run. So it's it's really looking at characters' first appearances and limited. Smaller runs of a comic book.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you. I'm right there with you. I mean, i like, going back. I even have like the Miles Morales, uh, his first introduction back, I think, in like 2012, 13. And then oh, there's also okay. Ultimate Fallout, The Death of Spider Man, which was a pretty big deal, actually. It came like a special, like garbage wrap rapper actually if you can get your hands on it I have two of them but um, (laughs) I've never actually seen a cover like that till this day but you know it's interesting for a modern comic to really have that kind of value as if you are to go back to like the 60s because I mean go back to Death in the Family Batman I think that was in 1986 they did something which you'll never see in this day and age where you could actually call in and vote Yeah. do you want Robin to die do you want Robin to live and you know you had this huge divided audience and obviously they went with you know the death of Jason Todd like you'll never capture that Again, no, right? Yeah. And I just, It'd just be all so online cool. clicks. it be a bunch of retweets this and retweet that. Uh, and, yeah, and likes, Bots right? And all online, oh. well, oh. well, there's a
0: whole other dimension. Like it's kind of like the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Where all the t-shirts of the champions go over to somewhere. There's yeah. a whole, there's a whole bin of, yeah. of yeah. comic books. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, shoot, Kyle, that's an awesome question. Yeah. Nice.
0: One last thing here, I wanted to hit on that that he pointed out: signed and slabbed books, CGC graded books. So. As a comic book collector, I don't, I have a couple. Yeah. But I don't really go after slab books. That's your kind of the nice thing that we, the Avengers number one's in yeah. here. Um, and then sign. I'm also not a big sign guy. So yeah. the, the the way I look at things is, and a perfect example of this is, I was down in Vegas, it isn't a comic book, but I was down in Vegas and there's a hobby shop or whatever in the Caesar's Palace. Oh, yeah. Whatever, I know the, the place. Form yeah. shops. Yeah. And they had those Hulk mitts oh, yeah. and a Hulk mask. So those things you can buy for, 20 bucks or whatever at Walmart or Toys R Us. It was signed by Stanley. Now, Stanley's autograph is worth about 50 to 75 bucks, depending on where you get it, right? That's what you pay to get the autograph. Right. So you think, okay, it's on a Hulk mask. It's worth 20 bucks. His autograph, let's say on the high end, is worth 75 bucks. This is probably worth about, say, $100 right. ish. I'm being, I think, a bit generous there. Yeah. This thing was up for, I can't remember, like $1,000. Are you serious? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you have to be careful with. Things that are signed, I'm not a huge fan of it because I think it wrecks the integrity of the book having yeah. it signed. But if the, if a book is signed by Stanley, it doesn't necessarily make it worth millions of dollars because Stanley has been signing his autograph since the '60s. So it's not difficult to get his autograph on something. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's crazy enough to go out there and get a vendor number one signed by Stanley. Like I just that for me that's yeah. not a way I collect. Right. Yeah. I don't think it increases the value. Like it's cool to have Stanley's signature. Like I got yeah. a, on a poster, the Avengers Assemble the teaser poster for the first movie. To me that that means something. I was there, I got it signed by him. Right. But to buy a comic book just cuz it's signed like you see it all the time on mycomicbookshop.com oh, is yeah. signed and slabbed, signed and slabbed yeah. and they're worth three, four, five hundred dollars 500 yeah. and then you look at the box next to it which is just 0.8 graded yeah it's like 30 bucks Right. and so for me personally unless you're looking for something extremely rare like an avengers number one or something from the 60s and that but you want to make sure that you're buying something that you know is legit it's been graded mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of protected so if you're going to spend the big bucks on a comic book yeah get it get it slab for yeah. sure buy it absolutely slab. yeah because you don't know where you're buying it from yeah but to To go out there and buy specifically only slab books or signed, yeah, it does increase the value because it increases the value. Be especially if you slab a book,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that it preserves it. But if you look at like let's take an example, Star Wars number one that just came out. Okay. There was a million of those sold, right? How many point eight or nine point eights or nine point nines or whatever slab copies of those out there? Probably hundreds. Yeah. So at the end of the day, does it make it more valuable? I guess because it preserves it, yeah. but you're also, again, paying a premium because of it's slabbed. I don't know how much it costs 30, 40, 50 bucks to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes it more valuable, but to me, it doesn't make it more valuable to me because it's signed or slabbed. To me, that takes away from it. The yeah. slabbing is purely just to make sure you're buying something legit. Mm-hmm. So No,
2: fair enough. Good point.
0: Yeah. Well, Kyle, thanks, man.
1: Yeah, Same man. Great question. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I love talking comic books. And it's, it's such a funny thing, too, with, with comic books and trying to kind of predict something. I'm a little bit on that side where yeah. I'm always like, okay, well, I'll usually pick up something special. Like I picked up Spider-Man 700. Right. I don't really read Spider-Man. Yeah. I like having yeah. those anniversary For issues. Sure. So, oh, yeah. You got to get in on it sometimes. Oh, yeah. And like you said, it's always nice to know that you got a book, you got in early enough that you got you don't have to pay over pay for the first appearance yes. of Dr. F or something like yeah. that right it's 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 a great feeling For
2: sure. so Tim are you going to pick up Action Comics 1000 then comes out I think probably. early next year oh, yeah, yeah I'll probably yeah, pick up those sure. anniversaries that's going to be a huge just celebration to have, like, I
0: picked up a couple of the even the villains like the what do you call it, the holographic oh and, yeah you uh,
2: villains Future's Forever End. Evil
0: yeah Forever Evil so yeah. I picked up a few of those I've got some Walking Dead anniversary yeah. books and yeah. I got that with The Death of Archie I bought oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. in comic book form so sure. I do try to get stuff like that, just mm. to try to get out of it a little bit. For but. sure. All right, guys. Well, our last question for this episode comes from Corey from the Tumbling Saber Podcast. That's Chop Rules with a Z. With a Z. choose <laughs> With a Z. On Twitter and Cory's a big collector he's we him and I are always bouncing back and forth on Twitter on that about collecting he's got a pretty dense collection this guy is a madman he's into, <laughs> a wild man. yeah he's in a black series he's into Marvel Legends go yeah. and check him out over at Tumblr Saver. he's often talking about his recent finds this guy oh, yeah. we, we have a bit of a kind of we're always looking out for each other because they're over he's over on the east coast last week uh the clone commander Gree picked Great. up and so he's had a lot of luck with the 40th anniversary. Yeah. Nice. But he writes, What up, boys? Love of the show. Keep up the amazing work as oh, usual. Thank you. Oh, makes us feel so good. Thanks, man. Have a few quick collecting questions for you gentlemen. Tim, I know you like to keep your collectibles boxed for most part, and Troy, you seem to prefer displaying them. And well, Sanjay, I'm not really all that sure. I'll have to show you guys
2: my nerd room. <laughs> currently moving it to the basement you know i'm setting up more oh, of a uh, yeah, I got that nerd uh, going setting on. setting up more of a movie theme with oh, like okay. the i don't know you guys have been to my house but you see the bookshelves yeah. of all movies nice. i'm adding another one so i think it'll be bookshelf seven excellent just nothing but movies so there you um, go Gets the backdrop
0: all right well he continues with so what are some of the criteria for you all to make the call on whether or not you open your collectibles I am on the fence with a lot of my stuff I don't think i open much, but I was hoping you could provide some insight on how you also got into collecting, but as well as how we make a decision to box or not box. So,
1: true. Cool. Cool. Well, how I got into collecting is this guy over here that hosts the show. Who's <laughs> <Oops>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy right here. Yeah, Tim got me into collecting uh, pretty bad. I mean, as a kid, obviously, I grew up, I, I, I collected some Toy Biz and uh, Power of the Force, is it? Yeah, Star Wars. Uh, I nice. used to mess with those a little bit, and, and obviously Legos, but then... I grew up and then I went back to being a kid again after I met Tim. <laughs> these toys, he's but... kind
2: of like a Peter Pan. <laughs> yes. you know? Pied Piper, maybe? Yeah. No, don't they all like, die? Hmm? Like through the cliffs? Pied Piper? Doesn't he kill all the stuff? Oh, people? I thought you meant, like
1: we follow him.
2: Oh, I thought you like Peter saying, Pan, oh, yeah, like yeah, he makes yeah. you like a kid. Oh, okay, okay. So or, both ways. Yeah, the know, Pied I'm, Peter. Wasn't he
0: Peter Pan for Halloween? Me? I wasn't. Yeah, point. yeah, yes. that's right.
1: Yeah, okay. I see so you going. Yeah, so Dark Side going. Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. With uh, collecting, I, I I try and keep everything in the box most of the times. Um, the only time I'll really unbox anything is if I double up on those. So I'm a big Vader guy. So I bought two Vaders. one to display. one to kind of tinker with a little bit to uh, update the Episode Four look to more of the uh, Episode Six look. And then if I'm trying to customize, I will open. Plenty of action figures to make one action figure, yeah. basically. <laughs> I think that you
0: should shed a little light on that because I think that's yeah. an interesting thing. Troy yeah. is a big customizer. Trying to, yeah. Yeah, yeah getting into it. Yeah, getting so you it you've sure. got an awesome Anakin. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, you Go to his Twitter, he's thrown out some pictures before. Yeah. But yeah. how many action figures did you pull apart to make
1: one Anakin? Ooh, so to make that Anakin, I went through a lot of figures. I went through Alex Luthor. Uh, I went through two Kylo Rens. I went through one Obi Wan Kenobi uh, from the prequel era. Um, Guavian Guard Guavian Guard yes nice. to get his arm in there and then I went through an old Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> Ben for his cloak and then I also went through a farm bar Luke to get his lightsaber so took a lot of figures just wow to think that he, he basically is a hot toy at a 6 inch yeah <laughs> <scale>. <laughs> this, really this thing is.
0: looks incredible he turned out pretty cool like yeah. it is uh
1: unreal yeah thanks so yeah i know he, he looks pretty cool and uh, i'll keep you guys posted i'm working on a a luke uh at the end of episode four ceremony with the yellow jacket and nice. i'm also working on an obi-wan kenobi between the events of episode four and um three basically the ones from the comic book yeah. issues of uh it's looking good too yeah yeah so he's kind of coming along there so i'll keep you guys posted but do you um, take requests no, no, no! Definitely. Cause I'm, oh. I'm, not, I'm not at that level. Oh, because like level. I was gonna yeah. see
2: if you could do an Aunt May figure for me. Oh, jeez, <laughs> I,
1: I can't make one big enough for her
0: <laughs> All right, Sanjay, what no. do you collect other than Aunt May? <laughs> you know, she's uh, Miss May. Notch on your belt.
2: <laughs> you try too much. You know, you're not Superman.
0: <laughs> I still don't remember that. <laughs> oh, that's
2: episode one, not episode one. Movie, but the first yeah, one. The first oh, movie, I love yeah. that you're
0: referring to things as there you episodes go. now.
2: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, sorry, before I cut you off, Troy, do you have more?
1: Uh, I think that is all to the to the question. What, what do I collect? I collect DC collectibles, uh, Marvel Legends, the Builder figures for sure. Um, obviously, Star Wars Black Series. Pretty much everything in the six inch scale i also do collect um the marvel selects those are absolutely in the box i will never open those guys I, I think the detail on those things are incredible but the articulation suffers quite a bit whereas the marvel legends you get more plausible articulation out of them so yeah and i also sorry, collect the uh, dc animated line of batman and i want yes, more you do. of that animated line i want the superman i want the justice league oh, that'd because, be so cool oh it's a great line so yeah
2: good. i agree yeah. i agree i mean i would love to get like the aquaman with the hook hand right yeah i don't even oh. know why wasn't he on that show as a regular that kind of pissed me I off i
1: have no idea maybe because the cartoon and the hook hand they just pissed me kids. off yeah. I,
2: why do they got a shit on aquaman i don't know i right? don't know
1: well he's getting late now yeah,
2: yeah. man he's there lit Sanjay,
0: what do you collect
2: uh, what do i collect i collect everything i collect human skin and <laughs> i i collect Hair. souls and oh my collect everything that's my, you know, creepy thing. I don't know. Buffalo Billow. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, well, the big thing I collect is movies. Um, I started with VHSs as a kid. I don't have too many of them anymore, but I upgraded to DVD, Blu-ray, 4K. I just bought some of them, even though I don't have a 4K TV yet. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because it used to come Blu-ray with the DVD. Now it's 4K with the Blu-ray as kind of like the, the add-on. DVD. Yeah, right. exactly. So I saw the trend. Blu-ray's on the way out. And this guy over here, Peter Pan Darside over here, got me into Steelbooks. Whoops. Which uh, started taking up all my collections. And I think I'm at 102. And I just started collecting like last year, not even. That's 102 Steelbooks. books, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And, you know, they're not cheap. Uh, Some of them, you know, can range from Iron Man 1, which I don't own. But which was only a Future Shop uh, exclusive in Canada, so they're you're looking at over two hundred dollars for that one. Wow! Yeah, I um, still want to get that though. Uh, to some stuff you get cheap. I just picked up the new Godzilla one for ten bucks online like last week. So came from Germany somehow. I don't know, but I don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also collect comics, as you know, um, and I collect the DC Multiverse uh, movie action figure line. So that includes, I started with Man of Steel, got some of those, and then I moved on to BVS. So I got the whole set of that, except for one. Suicide Squad, I skipped for some reason. I don't know why, I just, I think it came out at the same time. Academy Award winning. You know, the art and direction is a film. You got to refer to it from now on. Suicide (laughs) Squad. you though, eh? Mattel, oh, Mattel? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a little bit better. Uh, their line, the uh, multiverse, a little bit more articulated, right? A little bit more expensive. You're looking at about twenty five to thirty bucks in store for each one. they're sometimes you can get them on sale, sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then, so I got Wonder Woman ones and Justice League coming out. Those look really cool. And lastly, movie posters. So I've collected just dc because tim as well also got me into that he's like i'm doing a little dance over here yeah he spent
0: so much of your guys money he's like a
2: drug dealer he like gets you like one for free and then you just like collect them all
0: (laughs) i Uh, didn't realize it was this much of my fault yeah i mean you're just like the dark side
2: (laughs) (laughs) i actually did uh was collecting movie posters as a kid um so i had planet of the apes like the original tim burton one not the original but the tim burton one yeah uh, it was like cool it had like the ape on it and it was like Man, hit that. his army and stuff it was really cool abraham lincoln maybe no abraham lincoln yeah, he- <laughs> yeah. i still don't get that ending like what happened timeline shifted skewed really Well. Oh, maybe they'll out. redo it eventually <laughs> <laughs> i'm working on it yeah timeline. that should be our next one is playing the apes uh but I had that one. I had a bunch. I had the Dark Knight. Um, I had Superman Returns, which was a really awesome one of Superman above Earth with like the oceans and stuff. And that looked really cool. Um, I actually got into it because the University of Calgary every year would have a poster sale. And so you get cheap posters. It was a good way to decorate my room uh, when I was living at home and going to school. So tons of posters. Everything was covered with like movie posters or hockey posters and stuff like that. And then when I moved out... I kept some of those, but then Tim told me about like, no, you got to get, I think it's like what, uh, 27 by 40, 27 by 40, double-sided, D- double-sided. So I started upgrading to all those. And Ooh. so I've got, uh, the whole DCEU line, um, from Man of Steel all the way up to Justice League, but I still got to get that awesome Justice League, the new one they released, the Alex the, Ross, uh, Alex Ross one. Inspired, oh, man. that's amazing. Oh. That's
0: the best movie poster I've ever seen. So good. I don't know if it'll be on that though, because it's, it's a wide poster yeah I don't know if they'll release it, it may, I mean I think or... I did see one where they had moved them around so it was more kind of oh, vertical. Yes, 27 yeah, by 40 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so sorry just to cut you off there poster collecting 27 by 40 and the double sided is what you get in a movie theater it's double sided because right. the light shines through back you don't get yeah. kind of you don't it looks better yeah. and 27 by 40 is that actual size of yeah. a poster
2: and, you know, it's funny you say that. One of the best finds of collecting I ever got was I messaged this guy in Kijiji who used to own the movie theater here in Airdrie, which is a small city just outside of Calgary. And he had a Dark Knight one in pristine condition. He said, this is the one I put up when the movie was showing in 2008. I took it down, but I'm moving. and need some money, so I'm selling it. So, you know, I bought it off him. I think it was like 20 $25. bucks, double sided mint condition. You go online now. This one is the one with him on the Bat Cycle. Yeah, the jumping. yeah, jumping. Yeah. You're looking at over 200 bucks for oh this. Oh my god. Yeah, and the I got jumper it, ones in that are worth oh, a fortune. Those ones I wish I would have gone back right. and got them. But yeah. Um so that's probably like one of my most like expensive collectibles that I have that's up uh, on display at my house, but uh in terms of what to open, I open everything. Um to be honest with you, I'm never going to sell these things um it's gonna be you know maybe if i'm like poor or something i'd sell them i guess i don't know even then i'd probably just live on the street with them <laughs> <laughs> this is my poster don't <laughs> yeah Do you know how much this is worth 200 yeah. bucks yeah. can i have some change please who's <laughs> the poster guy yeah um no i just open them i display them um i keep the boxes though so just in case if i ever did want to put them back in the box but i just like the way they look outside i think they look cool and light them up and that's, that's me. I mean, stuff you got to open, like steelbooks, because I like to watch the movies. So yes. I'm going to open those. Movie posters, doesn't make sense to keep them up, rolled up. Uh, action figures is the big debate, and I just open them, put them up on a shelf, and uh, I think they look cool. I, I like them open, and I get to play with them when no one's watching, so
0: nice yeah. like other things it's kind <laughs> of like yeah <laughs> all right well my collecting story oh,
2: okay gonna... how long do we have can i get a cup of tea <laughs> i just gonna stretch my legs here uh, i think i can watch the whole entire titanic yeah. back to back yeah here we go and wake me reverse. up when this is over
0: <laughs> all right well we're gonna take you back to 1997 maybe okay Whoa. jurassic park two that's, yeah, that, well, well, I can go back even further. So my collecting obsession begins as a young child. When Tim
2: was born, he collected the umbilical cord that he came out with. You he know, really got to have <laughs> Still that. Still get it, in the glass case. <laughs> Mint
0: condition. Tim's mom put him
2: in a, blast, or a plastic bubble, you know, you don't no. want to get any dents on him. No, no
0: dents, no dings. No, I guess you could go back to, like, even a childhood. I, I ha, still have, I have in a box right here that I have no room for in my house. It's full of the 1993 Jurassic Park collection, the nice. whole thing. In university, I went back and rebought. In box, the five action figures. Wow! The Robert Muldoon, the Tim, the Alan Grant, the Ellie Sattler, all of them. So I have them in here, min condition, nice. on card
1: with the JP stamped on the dinosaur. Oh yeah! Thing. Oh, I have, that's oh really? What I that's I have classic. Everything. That's classic. Wow! And so
0: most of those that are boxes, I was young enough to play with those. So I always had this like collecting obsession, and a bit of it runs in my family. My my dad's a collector, my uncle's a collector, my cousin's a collector. Um, so everyone has their own little niche world. But I've always grown up with that. So it's kind of ingrained in me. Oh, yeah. And the 97 was my first go at Star Wars. That's when the Power Force 2 was out. Right. It's the first time I started seeing Star Wars movies. Actually, I owned a Star Wars figure before I actually saw a movie.
2: Really? And
0: so collecting was my avenue in. I was like, you know, playing with these action figures. And someone told me, oh, hey, there's a movie. It's actually in theaters now that these figures are based on. Um, and you know, <laughs> boom, there goes oh, my brain. Might explode. Um, yeah. At that point, I wasn't like, I got maybe... 30 or 40 power of the force two action figures all opened. So I did play with them at the time. And then it went through a bit of a lull there, right? The mm-hmm. movies. Well, I guess, no, we didn't because the Phantom Menace came out and I own almost all of those actually oh, yeah, two years later, right? Yeah. 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 So that was like my first go at action figures swinging from the pegs with a movie in the theater outside of the special editions. Right. Right. So I think I won the first two full runs of those. They're all open. Um, I was still a bit younger and I was still into displaying on shelf at that point. And then after that, that's kind of when I went through that stage of, I'm going to put this stuff aside for now because he, I was, I think 14 or 15 when Phantom S came out. Right. So I was a little bit on the, the edge of, you know, you've gone through puberty and other yeah. things you're in high school and all oh, that. Yeah. So is this is where we talk about the change. Yeah, this is where Tim's should... voice got deeper. Still <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cracks what's wrong. So. <laughs> and so as I go through, kind of university in that I'm actually, this is a kind of a fun origin story. This isn't really a question, but I'm going to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I go through university and n- didn't really do much. Didn't the only line I own nothing from is the attack of the clones. Okay. Um, yeah. So I didn't pick oh, okay. up anything from episode two, but then, you know, I'm hearing rumors or not rumors, but episode three is coming out, get a big finale here in 2005. I think it was home for Christmas of 2004. And my uncle had in his wall, he had a Empire Strikes Back Darth Vader, mask or the Darth Vader collector case from yes. the vintage line. Oh, okay, yeah. And he had it open, he had it displayed, and he had all the vintage figures in it. And I remember going in, me and my dad, and we're looking at it. Like I was like, "This is really cool." Yeah, oh yeah. And from then on, it was like the following year, I, I really got into Star Wars collecting again. I dug out all my old stuff. I got all the Revenge of the Sith stuff, and then that following Christmas. My dad bought me a Darth Vader, the head, like the the carrying case, yeah. as well as a eBay lot of vintage action figures. Nice. And it had a really nice Vader in it. Like I've got, I think about three quarters of the collection like The now. pop collar. The yeah, pop collar, oh, yeah. the lightsaber and all that. So my dad is what really kicked off. So I guess this would have been Christmas of 2005. my vintage collecting and that's when like my renaissance of collecting happened that's when it became big that's when i was on ebay buying the jurassic park stuff i was on ebay buying vintage i was going back and making sure cleaning up my collection filling in holes and then from then on it's been full on everything (laughs) and i collect funko's black series three and three quarter inch you look around your Marvel Legends oh, yeah. posters. Yeah, you got some selects. Selects. Yeah. I kind of do a bit of everything. I dabble. I'm not necessarily a completist, mm-hmm. um, but I'm also an inbox collector when it comes to Star Wars. And yeah. why is that? To be honest with you, I have no idea. <laughs> it's just something that you, you pick up. That at some point in your collecting evolution, you're like, Star Wars should be in box. That's how they're supposed to be. That's when mm-hmm. they're worth the most. But I guess also I like the idea. Not so much the idea, but how they look on the shelves. You go right. down to your nerd room mm-hmm. and you've got them all lined on the shelves. Yeah. The so idea cool. of like individual figures, especially three and three quarter inch, right. all up on a shelf, I don't like clutter. Right. So I do a lot of rotation of my my action figures and all that, what I have on display, because I like to keep it somewhat sleek and I'll rotate out different things, whether it's Funkos, the Black Series or whatever. Put them on display in box. Part of it is because I just can't bring myself to opening them. And the other part is I like almost how they're displayed. Like they, okay. the six inch, especially with the card and all that, they're supposed to be in box, yeah. I think. Like they make them look nice enough that you can leave them in the box if that's your choice. For sure. One thing that I started doing, and I've got a couple on display here right now, is I started opening the Elite series because I was able to get duplicates of them, like mm-hmm. you do, for like five and seven bucks. Super cheap right now. I open yeah. them up, they are incredible. Like, they look like small statues. Yeah, the weight behind them, Oh, right? they're so good. Oh, yeah. So, I'm leaning a bit more towards now opening the Elite Series. Oh, okay. So, I have yeah. three Shit. open. I've got Kylo, the Death Squad, and K2 all open. They're all duplicates. I do have a box set version. Mm-hmm. But they look really good out. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't why do i collect the way i do i don't know <laughs> why do i not why do i keep stuff in box i guess some of it is aesthetic and some of it is i have this perceived idea that star wars needs to be in box right. i open all my legends my marvel legends right and yeah. like i had them all out here earlier and i kind of rotated them in and out like you
1: could post so well right the yeah marvel legends yeah. yeah yeah and you
0: have such a diversity of characters in there too i guess you get that in star wars i don't know man <laughs> so i like <laughs> uh, like it's the decision on how i purchase like i have my 35 dollar limit rule yep Right now that I'm trying out, and yeah, that's that's kind of some insight into my collecting story a bit. Yeah. But he's got one last part of his question here. I didn't read cool. the whole thing, but uh, I thought that we kind of tell our stories a bit here. So last part of Corey's question here. So while you're at it, I'm curious as to what is your most revered collectible? Not necessarily the most valuable, but the most revered. Have a great show, guys. Long live the Commonwealth. Cheers with a Z. Yeah. Chop rules with a Z. That's over the Tumbling Sabre. Make sure to go check them out.
1: Yeah, thanks, Corey.
0: Yeah. Gentlemen, what's your most revered collectible?
2: Oh, jeez, that's a tough one, eh? Don't you know? That's <laughs> um, <not> real Canadian, <laughs> I have two um, thinking about this question. Uh, one is when George Perez came to Calgary, uh, the first comic uh, convention I went to was the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo, and I think he was there that year. Uh, waited in line, and I got him to draw me an original sketch of The Joker, So it's really cool with uh, the happy face button and just talking with him. You know, every time I see it, it brings back memories of uh, just talking uh, comics with George Perez. I mean, that's a dream come true. Um, The other thing is, um, during that year, I think it was the year, I think it was that year. I don't know. All my years kind of run together. That happens when you get old like me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, Galen Ross, I don't know if anyone here knows who that is, but she was in the movie Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. the original um classic horror film I'm a big horror guy and i met her uh she plays the final girl in that film and she signed uh the autograph picture with like the whole cast so she signed that for me just like an 8 by 10 and just the chance to meet her um talk about the film talk about her experience working with george a. romero who tragically just passed away recently um And just just that is uh, one collectible that I'll always cherish. Um, It's probably my favorite horror film. I mean, it's hard to put, uh, like, what is your favorite film when you have so many, but it would be up there. And, uh, you know, I don't know if she hasn't been back to the Calgary Comic Entertainment Expo. So I hope she comes back because I'd like her to sign some more stuff because it's really cool to meet her and talk with her. And it was, like, the first autograph that I ever got. For comics, so I kind comics entertainment, so I kind of fanboyed hard at that. I was like, oh my god, like I love you, you're so good in Dawn of the Dead. I saw that movie like a hundred times, and she must have thought I was like this raving lunatic, but <laughs> ah, whatever, it was good fun. Uh-huh. And uh, so
0: that's that's for me. What about you guys? Uh for collectibles, so anything. Your most like, what's your most prized possession? Not most valuable, right. what could be, but what's your most prized collectible?
1: Um, like the last it's thing you tough, it, yeah, it, it's gonna be between three. One is the Darth Revan I'm a, I'm a huge huge Black nice little republic yeah, yeah. Uh, guy and the Darth Revan in the uh, Black Series 6 inch is something I've been waiting for for so long like, we haven't really had a, I think we had a 3 and 3 quarter of him of yeah. some sort but you gotta have a, a 6 six inch scale of this character and he's so cool so I'm so glad I got my hands on him and I, I, I like my Anakin like I don't want to like yeah. to my own horn but I didn't get a chance to get Anakin back in 2014 yeah. with the original Black Series, so the fact that I finally had a journey and be, was able to create it and, and and it turned out pretty decent, I, I like my Anakin a lot. It's and
0: better by leaps and bounds mm-hmm. than the one that came out from Hasbro. Like it, it is. Yeah. You got you got yeah. next week or one this episode airs. Yeah. You got to throw it up back up. For sure. Because For sure. it. <laughs> it like it blows me away when <laughs> I look at it. Like Thanks. it should be in Hasbro
1: box. Yeah, he turned out, he turned out pretty decent. Right. Pretty decent. And, and the Vader, the Vader that came out the 40th anniversary. I love it. So those three uh, figures right there for me, I love. And my, my uh, Superior spider run. I got the whole single issues. Pretty easy to obtain, but I just, I really like that issue, that, that run by uh, Dan Slott yeah. and, or by uh, Giuseppe. So, Giuseppe. Yeah, that's that's nice. my stuff right there. Yeah.
0: All right, boys. Well, I, I did talk about my vendors number one. It yeah. Was, of course, one of my biggest attachments, but, I'd have to say one of the most revered or my favorite collectibles is I do have the Empire Strikes Back Vader head collectible case. I got right. it up here on a shelf here. Right. It's got the Empire Strikes Back card still on it. Um, it is a bit beat up, but yeah. I kind of like the vintage stuff a bit more beat up. It feels used. I like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I have just a great connection to that, and it's probably up there amongst my favorite collectibles. And just because of, like, same with the, the comic book, right? It's yeah. stuff with collectibles you have an attachment to and a story to. You. It means a lot more. Like, your, your journey with Anakin right. means a lot more to you than maybe some of the other action figures you have, course, right? And yeah. some, even with Revan, it's a fan favorite or your yeah. fan or a character favorite of yours. And you chase that, right? You For chase that sure. hard. So it's it's almost that journey that gets you to a point with a collectible that makes it mean something. Yep. And the other one I really love here is I like, got sitting behind us is my um Lego Helicarrier. Badass. That we, yeah. It's it, so cool. It looks awesome. It's huge. And the other reason I really love it, this is what I built in between feedings with my daughter. That was first <laughs> That's precious. So nice. we were in like we were in my house and I had it out on our dining room table and when the baby went down and my wife went down, I was middle of the day when I was on kind of, I had three weeks off or something, it was around Christmas. And I just built this thing and I built a section a day. And I put this thing together over a couple of weeks. I was just just doing bits and pieces of it. And so I love it because of the look, but also again, it has this attachment for me that I built this at a time when I was going through a major change in my life. And I'm always gonna remember that about that piece. So for me revered collectibles is something that you have this like intimate connection to and i guess the last one here that i will mention because <laughs> we are sitting in here i'm kind of looking around oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i've got a big bus poster of return of the jedi so cool and it's huge it's in a big frame my wife got it for me for christmas one year and i'm a poster collector as well i've kind of slowed down it a bit but when i look back at this thing return of the jedi 1983 this is huge it's about five feet tall about three feet or four, three and a half feet wide. And I, I don't have space for it in here. It's kind of just leaning up against the wall. But it's another favorite collectible of mine because my wife got it for me. And when people take the time, this is something I've always appreciated about my wife and which I'm sure you guys appreciate about your wives and that too, is when people take the time to go out and make an effort to get something that you love mm-hmm. and that's way outside their wheelhouse, whether it's a comic book or an action figure or a poster or whatever. Yeah. And that means a lot to me. It's it's more so than just going and saying, like, here's a t-shirt. Like, you appreciate every gift that someone gives you, but sure. that extra effort means that much more. Mm-hmm. And this poster sits right there for me. It's like, she went that extra step and got something that I didn't have. Like, I did the 27 by 40s. It's a friggin' bust poster yeah. for Return it's of the easy. Jedi. Yeah. So those are, those are my most revered collectibles i think i got all kinds of other stuff I can all sorts on, of goodies go on for yeah. weeks days oh, yeah. whatever but yeah. ah yeah gentlemen that well that kind of wraps up our questions yeah. and nice. thank you rob kyle and Corey. yes this is a lot you. of fun i want to continue to do stuff like this once in a while for sure yeah uh we promised off the cuff i guess we really don't swear that much yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're just all clean cut boys <laughs> uh, Clean cut. like it, i guess it really doesn't kind of come out of the conversation very much but yeah, I want to do more of these questions. So if you guys got questions you want to ask us or you want to be part of the show, you can always email us at thenerdroom at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our website. Our Twitter handles are at the end of the episode. You can comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages. And I think I said our website, but I don't think I said the name, The nerdroom.net We've got some new stuff going up here in the next few weeks. We're going to try to continue to pump out some content, a couple of articles a week to keep that website continually updating as well as the podcast. If you want to go check that out, we've also kind of, like I said, a couple weeks ago, we've kind of amalgamated all of the trailers and the new The Last Jedi books and all that stuff that we kind of recommend you go through before going into The Last Jedi. It's kind of all there on the site as well. So. Gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. I hope to do this again soon. Definitely. Again, thank you to the guys that sent the questions in. And make sure to go check out all of the podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth. That's Talk Star Wars, Toughly Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyper Podcast, and the San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast. Well, hopefully this month we can get our Avengers review out. But (laughs) it may be a week or two late because of travel and all that. We're all honeymoon. Well, Troy's honeymoon. I got <laughs> We're this, coming with them. I got yeah. all these stupid business trips so I got going on this shit. So anyways, we'll go for that. That's coming soon. It might be into early September by the time we actually sit down and get to record that because of conflicts and schedules and all that, but we'll keep you updated on all that on the website. So have a good guys honeymoon. on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are on the other side, technically, with this podcast. We just recorded a yeah. back-to-back podcast, right. so yeah. it's kind of weird because we're kind of in the future, and we just recorded one in the past. A little future, And self. something changes on either side of that. Troy's married now, technically, because we're in the future. Yeah. Hopefully. So. Hope was great. Hope Sunday <laughs> didn't get too drunk and made a fool of himself. That, please. Pants are coming off in <laughs> this wedding.
2: I think I'm in the last Open five. <laughs> Last five, I think, pants that come off, Troy. I probably should have mentioned that before you invited me. Even at my brother's wedding, my mom had to come up. True story. And pull out my pants on the dance floor.
0: Can't wait. Yeah. Interesting. This was, or could have been, or already was, an absolute blast. Yeah. Yeah. Troy's wedding. Nice. All right, guys. Until maybe next week. I don't know yet. We'll see if we can record something or not, because we're all the way again. But hopefully... Until next week, for The Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering The Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sunjabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to starwarscommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyverse Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps to a larger world.